You're listening to the PMO Strategies Podcast, where PMO leaders become impact drivers. This is episode 213. Well, hey there, Impact Driver. Welcome to the PMO Strategies Podcast. I am your host, Laura Bernard. I have a question for you. Does change management, organizational change management I'm talking about here, does it belong in the PMO or does it belong somewhere else, like under your COO or under HR? Where does change management belong? We're going to answer that question today on this podcast. Before we dive in, this episode is sponsored by the Impact Summit. It's almost that time of year again. This year's Impact Summit is back in September. This is the world's largest free virtual event for PMO, strategy delivery, and transformation leaders with presentations, workshops, interviews, and live discussions designed to help you make a bigger impact in your organization and get your seat at the table so you can help your organization thrive. We have some exciting perks for those who are registered early, like right now. So make sure you go sign up now at impactsummit.global. Register for free, check out the topics, the speakers, and start diving into some free training today. Just go to impactsummit.global and I cannot wait to see you there. Okay, let's dive in. So what's the answer to that question? Where does change management belong? When you think organizational change management, should there be an enterprise change management office? Should there be an enterprise PMO that also manages it? Does it belong in HR? Where does organizational change management belong? With me today to talk about this topic is my friend, Jenny Fowler. Jenny, welcome back to the program. Thank you, Laura. Thank you for having me back. Happy to be here. Oh, absolutely. And happy recent birthday. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. My birthday was this past Friday, the day that we're recording this as of. So it was May 26th. Super cool to have a big birthday and a great time to think about where are we, what are we doing, and is it time to just reflect? And I encourage our coaching students, for example, to reflect every year on their birthday or at the beginning of the year, or we often host a health assessment in the beginning of January as an opportunity to say, where are we, what do we need to accomplish, and is it time for change? And the reason I bring that up is that that's what this episode is all about, is all about figuring out where does organizational change management belong in an organization? And should the PMO or the SDO or the SRO or whatever you call it, the transformation group, be responsible for it? So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Now, before we dive in, just for all of you that don't know Jenny yet, Jenny is an awesome example of what success looks like for the role that most of you are in as PMO leaders and strategy delivery leaders. And so I think there's a lot that you all can learn from someone that's boots on the ground doing this work right now, but also has become quite the influencer in this space. She has 25 years of experience in IT and enterprise project management sectors across industries and has started or matured eight PMO or enterprise PMOs in her career. And she was in roles such as a strategy realization office uh, senior director, which we had talked about here and in the summit in the past, head of an IT PMO, head of an enterprise PMO, and even CIO. And I bet that she would tell you a lot of the same principles apply in all of those roles. 
Now, in 2021, she started a new role as the global director of project management with Percepta. And I must make sure that you know this because this is super cool. Jenny was also a top three finalist for PMO leader of the year for the Americas as part of the PMO Global Alliance Awards. Now, this is the same organization, the PMO Global Alliance, that was responsible for the PMO World Influencer of the Year Award that I won a few years ago now. And so they have the best award program that I've ever seen in the world. And it's wonderful and a huge honor because there are so many wonderful PMO leaders all over the world. And so it's a big deal that Jenny was a top three finalist. So congratulations on that, Jenny. Thank you. Thank you very much, Laura. I appreciate that. Absolutely. And I knew already that (laughs) you were one of these awesome PMO leaders and an example that I use as a practitioner that also is a thought leader in this space, helping others learn how you've done it, how you've been successful and what works and what doesn't. And I think it's really important for people to have practical examples of what success looks like. And it's really says a lot that you're able to not just do it, but teach it and share it with others. And that's something that the whole reason I started my company was because one of my mentors and advisors and friends we all advise each other on each other's companies, ask me that question. He's like, you did some magic here with some pretty cool things. How are you teaching others what you've done? And that's something, Jenny, that you've been doing over the last many years. So I appreciate you and thank you for not just doing the hard work of being a practitioner in this space, but also sharing everything you've learned along the way with other people. Happy to do it. Happy to give back. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for that. All right, let's dive into it because this is a topic that I believe is really important. Where does organizational change management live? Where does it belong? Who's responsible for it? Because a lot of people say, oh, well, you've got project management over here and that's just managing the work. But when it comes to organizational change management, that's HR's problem, or that's another department's problem. Or maybe there's a change management office somewhere in the organization and they're responsible for it, but that's not the project management people. So I'd love to start with why this topic is so important to you and why we chose this to be a part of what we talked about on the podcast. Great. Happy to take that. So why the topic of project management versus, and I'm throwing up my air quotes because it may not be versus, right? Change management. So why the topic of project management versus change management? So let me set this stage on something for those that might be newer to project management and leadership. I am not talking about scope change management within a project. That is a completely different topic and a completely different podcast, right? We are talking about enterprise change management or organizational change management. The buzzwords that you may hear are the OCM, the ECM, that stands for organizational change management, enterprise change management a change management office. You alluded to a few of these before. So -hmm. it's bigger than just the scope change management that you might learn within a project. Two different things. Right. So for the listeners, I just want to give you some fun facts. I like to start off sometimes with fun facts. Last night, I did a search on LinkedIn and LinkedIn is just one of the ways that you could do this search. There's many engines to do this. And I did a search in jobs under change management leaders. So I didn't search for change management and change the filter to be executive or directors in the United States. 
And there are 2,500 results open right now for either an executive leader or a director level in the United States. So what do those job titles look like? They might look like director of enterprise change management, director of strategy and change management, director of transformation, SVP of change management. And some mm -hmm. of them, there was a handful that said director of PMO. So how do we unpack that a little bit? So I read through a number of those just to try to see what's the difference. Isn't it the same thing or is it? Mm -hmm. And in some cases, I saw that the project management office might fall under the change management office. We're not going to solve this today because there might be some debate on is the overarching umbrella change management and is project management a leg yeah. under the table right. or is it the other way around? So yeah, it's a good one. And I'm not talking about your typical organizational development that falls under human resources. That has a home. Yeah. I'm truly talking about the family tree of a project management office. Mm. So. What I'm seeing is when I looked at those 2,500, I didn't read them all, of course, but I was seeing that PMO experience was a bullet in the entire job description. Hmm. And I'm pausing there. And I know she went, hmm. So now, are there other things that are transferable? Sure. But notable items when reviewing these dozens and dozens of job descriptions were Things along the lines of driving behavioral change, culture change, ability to scale performing teams, organizational intelligence, understanding and driving business strategy. So the key word there was enterprise, not just a department. It might be a departmental PMO or a right. functional group. So those are some of the things. So I'm going to go to your question now. Why the topic of project management versus change management? That was my fun fact in my background. Why I'm thirsty to gain more knowledge about this personally is because I'm in the midst of this very topic right now in my own role. I head up a global project management office and I'm using enterprise change management more and more in my job than typical PMO stuff. And I'm right. throwing at my air quotes again with stuff. I head up a, a project management office for a business process outsource company, a BPO company. I'm a right. practitioner, like you said, before and our largest client, one of our largest clients is a Fortune 500 automotive company. Right. So, and to them, we offer project management as a service, right? Instead of SaaS software as a service, we offer project management as a service, right? That's one of the things that we offer. Mm -hmm. So, in my current global PMO role, we provide visibility to all projects. Keyword there is projects. But what about all the other change that's in that impacting the company? Those things are not on my dashboard, right? What about those changes that are impacting the resources that are in my portfolio? Those several hundred resources that are working on my project, right. are they also being pulled into other changes that would impact my portfolio? Where is that dashboard that shows that? Those might be smaller changes that don't warrant having a global project manager, but they still have impact. Examples, these could be human resources projects, or they could be IT projects that are not global in nature. Again, still have impact. Could be training overhauls, rather, that have impact on the trainers that I might need to train my projects that are on my GPMO dashboard. So I find that my CEO might be asking, 
or my Fortune 500 client might be asking, how much change is our organization trying to digest in the next quarter? Which is a good question, and I'm glad it's being yes. asked, right? It is a great it, question. Change but fatigue. As, exactly. But as the PMO leader, I can give part of that answer today, not yeah. but not all of it. So I'm on a quest, Laura. So here we are, project okay. management versus change management. That's what my quest is today to try to see if we can unpack and solve some of this today together. So okay. That's what I've got for you for that question. Okay, good. All right. So we know why this is so yeah. important yeah. and it's a problem we're going to have to solve right here on this podcast. So buckle <laughs> up everybody because we're going to figure it out. I guess my question is before we keep going, just pausing on this for a second. It sounds like there's a lot of these other changes. So their department changes. Are they being treated as projects in those departments? Sometimes. Sometimes, but sometimes not. Okay. Sometimes, and right. But you're doing an enterprise PMO. And so your projects are really the enterprise focus. Yeah. But they're impacted by resources that aren't available because of all these other change projects going on in the departments. Sometimes. I mean, yes. To me, it just sounds like it's an expansion. Okay, I'm oversimplifying right now, but to me, it's like, why don't we just have portfolio management capability across all of these different departments? Your enterprise role needs to not just be about enterprise-level yes. projects. Yeah, It needs to be about supporting all change in the organizations. I mean, maybe yeah. I'm jumping the gun here, but I mean, it seems like- And it does yeah. feel like a simple answer, but then therein lies the culture change. Yeah. And the culture change part is the hardest part. It's not about the tool. I have a PPM tool. I could put yeah. those things in there, put them in my resource view, put them yeah. in my portfolio view, and boom, we've got it. But now it's the culture change of having all change be treated similar. So that's, and that's where you're hitting the roadblock. That's the challenge. That's the challenge. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's the challenge. So do you think personally that there's a miss when the PMO is really focused on kind of either like the enterprise big changes or the cross department changes or the, and not having a visibility into all the changes. What do you think? Yeah. And so I'll answer this in a couple of different ways on my opinion. And then some of the things that I'm seeing, my opinion of maybe some things that I've done in the past. And then some of the things that I might be seeing today. So mm -hmm. some organizations are doing this already, kind of like you said, Hey, isn't this a pretty simple answer? So some are doing this already and they've got portfolio views and things yeah. of that nature. Some are trying to do it and then just some aren't doing it. I think it has to do with the overall size of an organization and the maturity of either where they are or where they want to be and what all they are trying to digest and prioritize at the moment. I do think that oftentimes companies will set up a PMO saying only these larger size projects will go through the PMO. Everything else can go directly to the work stream or through the department. That will right. just be their BAU or their day-to-day, -day, or there might be multiple project management offices, right? And those PMOs, the enterprise PMO and the HR right. PMO and the technology PMO, maybe they're not linked together. You and I both see sometimes they don't even use the same PPM tool, right? right. So again, when you get back up to that executive level, there's going to be issues, right? Regardless of right. how you do it. So if the senior leaders are not asking these questions, they will be soon about right. what all changes are we trying to digest, but they may not use the words that you and I are using right now, Laura, that they may not use these words. So how could we help the audience to look for symptoms? Here's what the symptoms may look like. They may not say, we need enterprise change management. 
I'm 99% sure that's probably not what they're going to say, but they will say things like, why are things taking so long? Things take too long. Or we have too much active, too much is active. Or the resources will say, we are so busy and we feel like we're always in fire drill mode all the time. Feels Mm -hmm. like we're chasing moving targets. Our people are over allocated. So we see these symptoms. So is the solve enterprise view and enterprise resourcing and enterprise change management and enterprise fill in the blank, right? Is, Is that the solve? Is it a miss? I can't say for sure, but as PMO leaders, I think that we can influence our approach to put mm-hmm. some structure around all this change to get buy-in for the sheer volume of change to where we can better communicate with our executives on what's really happening in their change portfolio. So that's what I've got for you. Is it a miss? Maybe. Yeah. So in our organization, we, and you're familiar with our impact engine system, yes. that program is designed to help people solve for this kind of thing, specifically because the scope and the role of the PMO is changing. And I'll give you an example in a second, but what's happening is, and we're seeing this across all of our clients, all of our students, and and they're all in different places, right? So some of them are earlier in the process and their organization hasn't evolved enough to understand that our solution actually helps them get to better business outcomes. And other organizations are begging for it. And that's how either they became our clients or they came into our programs because their executives were asking for a better solution. But you're right. They don't necessarily say we need enterprise portfolio management. We need enterprise change management. What they say is, okay, why are projects taking so long and costing so much? Just like you said, or I can't see everything that's happening in the organization. Here's where our impact engine system helps people because the gap we have is that what happens is when those complaints are made, PMO people go try to fix that. And you know what they're doing is they're trying to fix a symptom instead of getting to the underlying root cause. Exactly. They will fix the symptom. Oh, projects are taking too long and costing too much. It must be because we don't have a good process. must be because we don't have enough templates. It must be because the checklist. This must be because people aren't following the process. That's not the problem, people. That is the symptom. The underlying root causes, you don't have a list of all the things that are happening in the organization. You don't have the list. You don't have a portfolio view of all the changes happening. And by the way, you don't have one way the organization is prioritizing. Yes. I'm high-fiving you over here. I'm giving you air (laughs) high fives. (laughs) What you have, people, the root cause is usually that the projects aren't being set up for success before they've ever started. So if you try to put a bandage on a symptom and you're not going to solve the problems. And so what happens is you aren't showing real business value to your organization because you're busy over here with your templates and your tools and your process to fix project execution when that's not even the problem, right? So the way this all comes together for us and the way we've been trying to solve this is helping to teach people how to get to those root causes, how to get to the right solutions to solve the real underlying root causes. And most of the time, it's not because you need a better template. It's not because you need more steps in your process. Most of the time, if you put smart people in a room together and set them up for success, and by the way, tell them what success looks like, what problem they're trying to solve, what project is there to do, they'll figure it out. Where you really need to focus your energy is on helping to set the organization up for better success 
driving change, all change, right? So for Mm -hmm. us, shocker, I have an opinion on this, right? (laughs) I do believe that the PMO must support the organization's ability to make change so that they can deliver the organization's strategy with the highest possible return on investment as quickly as possible. Now, what's happening, Jenny, in our world, what we're seeing with a lot of our clients and students is that they're shifting the name. You'll totally get this because you did this a long time ago. They're shifting the name from project management office to strategy delivery office, or in your case, you've done a strategy realization office, right? And it's not the PMO people generally that are doing the shift. It's when you start engaging the executives and they start seeing the value that this organization is actually driving across the whole strategy. It's obvious to them that this is a strategy delivery office. It's responsible for driving the whole strategy delivery. And that means it's not just the handful of enterprise-wide projects. It's all the changes in the organization because all of those changes are to enable the ability for that organization to deliver its strategy, to achieve its mission, its goals, and serve its customers, right? What's happening is, I think, and I'm trying to push this, right? I think that you have a responsibility as an influencer is to help position whatever you call it, PMO, SDO, SRO, whatever, doesn't matter. Strategy delivery teams, transformation group, doesn't matter. That function has a bigger role to play. And when you step into that role, you get your seat at the table automatically. You have to, because they need you there to help them actually solve the bigger problems. And if you understand that the challenges that you're usually hearing the complaints about are just symptoms and really look at how you can solve that bigger picture, I think the answer to me is obvious that it's not one or the other, it's both. And I would say this isn't just Jenny, my opinion, Something interesting happened recently, and that is that I just found out this out today, as I was telling you. So I was in my coaching group today with our Impact Accelerator Mastermind students, and one of them said, hey, by the way, PMO people, we've had a huge win. He was just on a pro side, one of the organizations that supports organizational change management certifications and training. I'm certified in pro side and have been for a long time. And but it's part of the reason we weave organizational change management into every program we teach, right? But what we have just learned is that organizational change management historically has been a function that HR was responsible for. It was a function that the human resources people just figured out over there. And what's happening now is that ProSci did a study and found that the PMO replaced human resources as the most common location of the change management office. So this is all breaking news, people. In ProSci's most recent studies, they said that the number one notable change was that the PMO now owns organizational change management more times than human resources does. And that's huge. That is huge. And it goes along perfect with our conversation today. (laughs) It does. And I thought the time was that Uh, One of my students, shout out to Gregor, one of our folks that is actually a consultant working in our Impact Accelerator Mastermind to get certified as an Impact Engine System consultant. And he said, hey, all great news. We've got some shifts coming here. And this is good news because it's something I've been teaching forever is that change management is not somebody else's problem, Jenny, right? Like that's the thing is that how many people, how many of your peers have said, oh, well, 
we just handle the project execution and they're not really ensuring that they're bringing people with them through the change process. You must see that a lot. So then my question for you is, because I know that this is going to be a question that some folks listening today are thinking is like, okay, so what are you saying? I've been so focused on project management and I've gotten all of my team members, PMP certified, and I've got my PMP certification or whatever, Prince 2 certification, whatever, a project management focused certification. And by the way, those certifications have some weaving in of organizational change management in the form of like stakeholder engagement and things like that, but they're not intentionally focused on bringing people with you through the change process, like something like a ProSize certification would be. So I'm guessing that some people are wondering, okay, so does this mean that I now have to go get certified in organizational change management. What do you think, Jenny? Right. I do think that people listening might say, well, okay, I'm already the PMO leader. Doesn't that mean that I'm ready to lead change management as well? So you're right. That's a loaded question, right? Mm -hmm. That search that I did last night when I said that PMO qualifications are often a bullet in those open roles. Notice keyword there was a bullet. That wasn't an exaggeration. Fact check me, audience. Please go check and and read for yourself. So some of those roles were calling for PMP certifications and some of them, I didn't see PMP certification anywhere in the posting. So like you said, it's a baseline. It's not going to give you all the tools. It's going to give you some. I do think that PMO leader skills are definitely transferable in a bulk of some of those roles. No two PMOs are the same. Some of our audience, they run departmental PMOs, like we said before, an IT PMO or an HR PMO or what have you. And then there are some that are EPMO leaders. And in all those roles, there are portions of being a change leader for sure. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, I do fundamentally believe that as a PMO leader, what we do Mm -hmm. is we lead change but you are hitting it right on the head, but are we leading change in a way that we're trying to bring people along with us, right? So a question you need to ask yourself is, if you're a listener, those symptoms that I stated earlier and that Laura and I spent a little bit of time talking about, does that sound like your company, Mm. right? Because if you're trying to fix just the symptom and not the root cause, I fully support what what Laura is saying, then you're not, it's a band-aid, right? So do Mm. you in your role, have full visibility to all change. You can answer that for yourself. And Laura, mm-hmm. I'm going to use one of your things. I won't say but. I'll say yes <laughs> and. Yeah. You don't love the yes, the, the yeah but monster. So yes <laughs> and. So are you really qualified to leave change management? Yes and. <laughs> if you notice that this is the direction that your company may be going. Example, your CEO is looking for that command center type view. There are likely additional skills you may need to obtain or help your team to go get to influence your company and your other project management like-minded folks to get. I'm going to give you two quick tips here. One, if your PMO does not yet do this type of enterprise view and you want to start to move in that direction, I think the biggest thing that I have to advise that I give you as tip is this would be a good bit of culture change for your company. Mm -hmm. Culture change, because it's going to be different. Well, this is what the PMO has done in the past, and you've been talking about PMO for years. And so if we're moving towards having change management and project management combined, that might be a little bit bigger than a red box, right? I'm using a South Carolina-ism. So culture change. So keep that in mind. You're not only driving processes and templates and things like that. That's lower hanging fruit, but the hard part is the culture change. Tip number two for the listeners 
am I saying that I think PMOs are evolving to change management offices or vice versa? And I love that stat that you just gave from ProSci. I'm not necessarily saying that they're evolving, that we should relabel. I can just say that from my perspective and what I'm seeing with the Fortune 100 clients that my company supports, that this is some of the things that I'm seeing. And the buzz out there, are we evolving to strategy realization offices or value management offices? That's a whole other podcast, Laura, right? For sure. I'll stick with the topic today of change management and the skills to grow there. And I think we can talk in a minute about enhancing skills and potential other certifications. But in short, to answer the question, if you're a PMO leader, are you qualified to lead change? It depends on how much change you guys as listeners might want to try to combine. And yeah, you may need to sharpen your talent a little bit to be ready to do that type of lead, that type of culture change. So I would agree, Jenny. It's not that the PMO needs to change its name necessarily, although in some places that actually helps you get through the barrier of this isn't just about the projects, it's about the change. I think that what the industry is telling us is what they value based on all of those job descriptions that you saw, right? So there's something interesting going on there. Does that Uh mean you need to go out and get other certifications? I can tell you the answer to that right now. It's not the certification. And it's not the knowledge, it's the application of that knowledge where you make an impact. So if you don't have the knowledge, you can't apply it. And if helping you get that knowledge is through a certification, fine, but -hmm. get the knowledge. And how do you know you need the knowledge? If you have ever said to yourself, I work in a change resistant organization, go get the knowledge because That's that's not the problem. People are not resistant to change. And you've heard me say this before, Jenny, but I'm going to say it for all of our impact drivers listening. People are not resistant to change. And I know this because I've met several people, thousands of them actually, that have gotten married on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) On purpose. (laughs) They have had children also on purpose. Uh They have changed jobs. They have bought new cars. They have moved. They have picked up hobbies. People are not resistant to change. They are resistant to having change done to them. And so if you don't know that, you will not be able to figure out how to bring people with you through change and you will do change to them instead of doing change with them and through them. And so if you don't know these things, then absolutely you need to be trained. Absolutely. You need to understand what organizational change management is all about, which is bringing people with you through the change process. And you did something that was kind of a little meta there because you were talking about does organizational change management belong in the PMO? And if it does, then that's a culture change. And so there's more change. And so you got to be good at one to do the other. And so it was kind of like this chicken and egg thing, which comes first. Mm -hmm. Do you start doing the change and that creates the culture change? And then that's because, so what you're saying is it is a change to your organization organizational change management skills required to start doing organizational change management support and services for your organization, right? So the answer is yes. I believe everybody should be trained in organizational change management because that is what we do. Every project is bringing people through change. Every project is change. Whether you call it a project that the EPMO manages versus a change in a department, it's still all change. All of it is. Project management is an approach, a framework, a structure to create change. And you'll notice that even PMI 
gosh, a couple of years ago now, has started shifting their language to change makers, not just project managers, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody is kind of coming on with this whole, listen, you're all about change. So whether you need to go get certified, that's on you. That's whatever you need to do. But what you do need to do 100% is know how to bring people with you through change. I think that is not optional. And so I think that's a really important part of all of this conversation. And for you, Jenny, in your particular situation, you're answering your own questions. I think you realize, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because yeah, you need to be doing it. I think these job descriptions, this little research you did on the job descriptions was a perfect example. What do people value? They know they need change. They may not know they need a PMO, but they do know they need change. And Mm -hmm. that is why in our impact engine system, everybody that's going through it is they're seeing like every step in the process is here's what to do, how to do it, why it matters and how you do it through people, right? And how you bring people with you through the change process. So whatever your method is to building or running or elevating a PMO or whatever you call it, right, Jenny, you, I love that you were calling it a strategy realization office in the past. And we've talked about that on mm-hmm. the summit and such. Yeah. I think it's really important that people are clear that the job is not just project execution. And that in itself will require some education, not just of the people in that role, but of the people that they work with, right? Another thing that came up in our coaching group today is somebody was saying, well, my COO doesn't want us supporting the whole strategy life cycle. They just want us focused on project execution. And I said, okay, so do they care if the projects actually achieve the business benefits? <laughs> they do. Mm-hmm. It's not just about checklist, templates, process. It's not just about start to finish a project. It's how do we make sure that this project actually achieves the business goals, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. With that said, I know the next question that people are asking, and I really would like to get your opinion on is, okay, so what do I do? Do I go get trained in change management? Do I go get a certification? Do I, what's Jenny's advice on what do you do now? If these are skills that we're saying need to be there, and you're obviously seeing when you're doing searches online, that's what people are asking for. What do you think? Yeah. So. And I think we've answered a little bit of this already in the LinkedIn browsing of those 2,500. I think I did a subset search to see how many of those are looking for the ProSci, the ADCAR model. For those of you that aren't familiar with ProSci's ADCAR, the A-D-K-A-R stands for Awareness, Desire, Knowledge, Ability, and Reinforcement. Laura, you summed it up so beautifully. It's not about, okay, so you can go get some more knowledge, but you've got to have the emotional intelligence to be able to apply it, right? right? And to be able to bring people along with you. So another way, and I didn't even plan on saying this till now, because you said something earlier that triggered this. One of the things that I've spent a lot of time becoming an expert in is emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. the DISC model, high five talent, Gallup strength finder. And right. the reason I do that is to coach my project management team and my stakeholders on the self-awareness of how they accept change. Right. Because everybody can accept change, but it's just how do they do it? Because we all accept change differently. And it is important to be able to apply change and to help to bring people along instead Mm -hmm. of doing change to them. Like you said, we want to do change with them. So for me, and I think my way to apply and one of the maybe 
influential superpowers that I think I have is really being able to use my knowledge of change management from an emotional intelligence standpoint as it relates to how people think about change in their behavior. So that's one answer. But the other one, the most popular one, of course, is the ProSci change management certification. That is one. And then I think as a PMO leader, I'm always thirsty to learn. I did a smaller training a couple of weeks back, Mm -hmm. a couple hours worth of training and and got an additional certificate in change management just because we never stop learning, right? So I I did that a couple of weeks ago. But Laura, you are certified in ProSci. So I'm sure you might have some thoughts for our listeners Because there are multiple ones that just seems to be the most popular one in the U.S. for right now. To me, it doesn't matter. I've been trained in ProSci and certified for a long time. And to me, I think just go get the learning, right? I mean, we embed it in everything that we teach. It's embedded throughout our impact engine system. Our coaching Mm -hmm. students are learning it from us all the time. You can listen to this podcast and almost every episode is about bringing people with you through change. You can put off our free listening to this podcast. So if you're PMO people, this podcast has tons for you or change management people or strategy delivery people, right? It's Mm -hmm. all the same thing. And that's kind of the moral of the story here. And just go get the learning you need so that you know how to bring people with you through change. Because I believe that this move is right. The industry is showing us what they need, what they want. And that's where the future is for our organizations. I don't think it matters what you call it. It matters the outcomes it helps drive and the impact it makes for the organization. We call it an impact engine and our business leaders love it. Our stakeholders love it. And our students and participants in our programs love it because it's very clear that it is the engine for driving impact for the organization, right? So call it what you want. Just make sure that it's clear that your role includes bringing people with you through the change process. I think that's what matters most. I like it. I like it a lot, Laura. That's a really good summary there. So thank you. Yeah, well, absolutely. Well, thank you, Jenny, so much for being here today. I really appreciate you. You want to tell us really quickly what you're going to be talking about at the Impact Summit this year? Sure, I would be happy to. So what I'm planning to cover this year is in my current role, from a maturity assessment, the role that I took from a Gartner maturity assessment standpoint, if you are familiar with that, it's on a scale of one to five. And I went in at about a 1.5, a 1.8. And as of a few months back, we're now at about a 3.5. So how did that happen? How did I gain buy-in? How did we get the staff ready and trained? And what happened during that journey of maturity assessment? And what are some of the strategically and tactically to make that project, that global enterprise project management office, more mature and better than it was yesterday. So that's highlights of what I'm going to cover in your symposium this year, my friend. Yay. I can't wait. All right, everyone. If you're not registered for the impact summit, make sure you go register now for free. So you can catch Jenny's session and all the great content we have at this year's event. That's it for our episode today. Thank you all so much for being here. Go make a big impact and learn how to bring people with you through the change process. Bye-bye for now. 